day, y'all. It's Monday, May 18th. Kyle here um, at Midday Studios just outside downtown Des Moines. A little daily podcast. But by this point, I imagine you um, coming to wherever you listen to this, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pod, I don't know, whatever your little podcast feature is. And anticipating God like coming to you or maybe hearing a little nugget of wisdom or something. Um, let me just hit the, the refresh button on that. You see, when we started this, it really was just to create a little bit of space in our lives to remind ourselves of who our God is, not who he was, but who he is. And then to center our, our minds, our will, our intellect, kind of stir up our affections for Jesus so that we can be present with him to this moment. And as, you know, week after week has gone on, we are moving closer to summer. And the initial surge of anxiety and fear that was brought on by a, like a global pandemic coming to bear in the middle of America, it, it's not necessarily waned. It's kind of, it's had what I would say like this ebb and flow. And over these past couple of weeks and these past few days, there's been almost a, a surge of emerging anxiety, but also frustration and anger and confusion. And with summer ahead, what I've noticed is that there's this clamoring amongst Christians for my rights to do something. And so I press refresh on this because if we're coming to Jesus, let us remember who this Jesus is. He is the one who gave away his rights. He's the one who gave himself over unto death, even death on a cross. Like nobody took his life from him. He freely gave it over, not just for his friends, but for his enemies. So that there could be life beyond a Roman execution rack. He actually embodied love. And so I wonder if for us, as we center our minds and our hearts on Jesus this day, that we aim to remember a Jesus who gives himself away. And now some people think that this is foolishness. To give yourself away, that's ridiculous. I need to store things up. I need to love myself better. I need to gird up all of these um, practices and rhythms. I need to, I've been powerless my whole life. I need to acquire power. I've not had a voice. I need to get a voice, a platform. I need to, I need. And yet Jesus has this paradoxical statement at the, at the center point of the gospel, according to Mark, where he talks about those who follow him will actually pick up their crosses to do so. They'll save their lives by laying them down. This is the Jesus we follow. This is the one to whom we come for rest. And I'm, I'm brought back to these words by the author Paulie Miller, and he's writing about a praying life. 
And then this little chapter called like bending your heart to your father, he has this line and it's, it's come back to the form of my mind. It's this, it's that anxiety is unable to relax in the face of chaos. Let's hear that again. Anxiety is unable to relax in the face of chaos. And then he goes on, he says, continuous prayer clings to the father in the face of chaos. See, anxiety is as though you were on a safari and maybe you've really been on one. I never have. I've National Geographic, the closest I've got. But there is a lion uh, far off. It's on the horizon. You, you see the pride there maybe lingering, and, and then you see the big mane. That is anxiety. It's, it's far off. The, the power of that animal, of that creature, its ability to do harm to you is far off. There is a, a, a physical, a literal space of protection between you and the potential of harm. But if that animal starts charging at you and you are unable to retreat, that anxiety starts to manifest itself as fear because it's an impending attack. Like you're, you are facing what was once an anxiety and far off and is now an imminent threat. Anxiety is unable to relax in the face of chaos Continuous prayer clings to the Father in the face of chaos. The refresh button for today here in the middle of May, as, as anxiety and fear alike come together and are swirling in our neighborhoods, in our households, in our hearts, is for us to take this time to actually turn our attention to prayer to take those moments of anxiety and, and name them as such and then give them back to God, to, to place on his shoulders what we are unable to bear. Perhaps it's, it's this connection that we see bearing out in Psalm 131. Of, oh Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me, but I have calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child on its mother, like a weaned child is my soul on me. See, there's this place of satisfaction, of rest and of love and of deep abiding. And that is in the Father. And we see the love of the Father fully displayed in Jesus. And so today, today is a gentle encouragement, a, a pastoral word, if you would, to turn your anxieties and let them fall upon the wide open arms of God to allow his embrace to not just be the buffer between you and an impending threat or even a perceived threat, but allow him to be a present comfort to you, like a child at its mother's bosom, like a child comforted by his or her mother. This is the comfort that we have in our God. This is the place of rest that God is inviting us and so the question that comes to my mind is, 
will we receive it? Are we willing to receive the rest of Jesus and to hand over our, all of the stuff that's coming up to the surface in prayer? I don't know which way you're going to take this. And quite frankly, it's not my responsibility. <laughs> that is for you. And yet, at the same time, it is my responsibility to call you out in it. See, this is what we get to do as a little community of faith is we get to look at one another and speak truth to one another in love. And so there are specific people in my mind as I'm speaking this, but perhaps this is catching your attention. But today, this day is a day for you to say no more to anxiety, to actually hand those things over to God. And no, I understand. I understand that there is very like chemical, biological realities that are taking place and that you feel out of sorts in your own person. And even in that moment, prayer is a practice that can intervene. And I believe that God can heal those realities. And that's not precisely what I'm talking about. I'm, I'm more focusing on the anxiety of this cultural moment. And yet in both instances, prayer stands as God's present comfort to us. And so here's, here's what's going to happen next is I'm just going to pray for you, wherever you are at, for you to actually have the courage to reset your hearts and your affections on Jesus this day and to extend throughout the rest of it as though God is truly present to you. Let us pray. Father, you draw near to the brokenhearted and you set your eyes upon those who are cast down. But you don't stop there. You actually move towards us with grace in Christ. You, you move towards the place of our pain and our suffering and you not only stand in the gap, but you take it all fully upon yourself. You die to it. You then make a way through death for us because death is not the final answer for you, Lord Jesus. Resurrection is the hope that we have. And so with a resurrection hope in hand, would we come to you in prayer? Would we begin to listen to you and talk to you and walk with you and, and bring our fears and frustrations and anger to you and hand our bitterness and our sin over to you so that we might be at rest and fully free in your name? Lord Jesus, would you come and be a present comfort to us in the power of your spirit? We pray. Grace and peace to you all.